Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mental Intimacy. My name is Ian Beckles. Hopefully, everybody's having a wonderful week. And this young lady beside me has had a very eventful last couple weeks. Dr. Gina. Yes. And what, 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 what comes after Dr. Gina? Penya. Penya. <laughs> P-E with the squiggly. Enya. Yes. N-A. Yes. What's that squiggly thing called? An Enya. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know either, <laughs> but the squiggly thing, you know that. So Penya, Dr. D- Gina Penya, who got married about a week and a half ago. And uh, I didn't know about it until I saw it on social media. No, now, uh, so <laughs> who exactly knew other than your immediate family or like you, you, your children knew, obviously? Yeah, that's it. Really? We didn't tell anybody, just like immediate family. And that was last minute, too. We actually mm. got married first in the courthouse and then told. Okay, okay. We were going to do a ceremony, but my mom's like, come on, let's do a little something. Mm. So we ended up doing a little something. Um, but, you know, I just. I was just avoiding negativity. I was avoiding yeah, yeah. Um, people opinion giving me their opinions. Sure, sure. Um, you know, which is fine. I know everyone has their opinions. I get it, but I didn't feel like dealing with it. <laughs> and I, I understand because there's yeah. going to be some people that are going to judge you right off rip. Yes. Um, and if you really think about it, you're going to make you're going to make your own choice anyways. Absolutely. And if you just get it get it done, uh, you don't have to listen to all that shit. And it's a, it's a lot of you. So congratulations. Thank you. Good for you. And it was a choice for us because um, he's gotten really close to my kids. His son has become like my son. So we mm-hmm. said, let's just do the right thing. You know, let's start a family. And mm-hmm. you know, we're, we just did it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Are you are you going to have any more kids? No. Okay. okay <laughs> no, just ask, I am. Just ask. Done, done, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> Shut down. We have four now yeah. combined. So yeah, you got you. You guys are good. So, uh, <laughs> before we were going to do a show a couple weeks ago, and uh, things fell through, and we were going to talk about negativity. So this kind of leads into the, the the whole process of talking about yes. negativity and some of the things that we've gone through. Um, I just came back from Canada. I was in Canada for a long weekend to see my brother and. Uh, my nephew, who I've only seen once, he's 12 years old, good-looking young kid. And, um, you know, when I when I got there, my brother is 43, I believe, and I'm going to be 56 here, coming up soon. So I'm a little bit older than him. We didn't grow up together. Yeah. But, you know, having been, he was my younger brother that we didn't grow up together, but he still had to kind of be in my shadow. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he tells me it wasn't easy to be in, in the shadow. And I'm sitting here watching him as a father, and... I, we had the same father. I don't know how, how great of a father he was. If you if you do the uh, mm-hmm. you know the I, I don't I don't know how great of a father he was because he didn't do the fatherly type things. Yeah. So I was watching him as a father. I thought he was doing a good job, and the only thing is, a couple times I was a little bit negative, and I try not to be negative as a father. Now, as a parent. Is I mean I don't know if people talk to you about parenting as much as they do relationships, but is that an issue? Do you see? Because I I hate for a parent to be negative towards a child because I think a child has enough negativity in their own head. Absolutely, I think especially nowadays with social media and all the pressures with sports and ac- academics, mm-hmm. they already have so much negativity. I think as parents we have to try to be as positive, even when we're disciplining. Be positive. We don't have to just point out what you did wrong. Point Correct. out what they can yes. do better. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there is actually a whole philosophy on positive parenting that's really effective. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not listen. I'm not saying don't put your foot in their ass because I really Absolutely. do believe in that as well. Yes. But what I mean positivity because my my brother who's had a tougher life than me. Okay, uh, growing up, you know, he had, he was abusing some things and he, he admits it. Um, 
you know, he, you know, he had he had dyslexia, so so learning was hard for him. I didn't, I wasn't great in learning as well. So his son has dyslexia, and a couple of times my brother kind of brought up having dyslexia negatively, and I felt like I felt like saying, "Keep stop bringing that up because he's gonna think it's holding him back." Yes. Do, do you do you agree with that? Because I I don't like excuses because. How many, I guarantee there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there that have dyslexia that are very successful people. Absolutely. With all, with all disabilities, it almost mm -hmm. forces you to use other aspects of your mm -hmm. life or other talents that you have. Um, and when you start putting in those words, like you have this, you have that, you have that, a kid really becomes that. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, all right, all right, we know what you have, but... What, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to learn differently? Um, so, yeah, I agree that you have to be really careful with the labels you give kids. That's really bad. No, I agree. And uh, as us as individuals, uh, I watch a lot of self-help type stuff. And a lot of people say the same thing, okay? Your brain listens to everything that you say. Yes. The, everything you comes out of your mouth. Right. Your brain feels and your body listens to it. Okay. So... Stop saying negative stuff, okay? Like my whole, my, my, as a parent, I didn't allow my kids to say I can't, ever, never. And Annie said, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Has anybody done it before? If the, if the answer is yes, then you can do it. I right. promise you, you can do it. I promise you, whatever it is. It was climb the Mount Everest, okay? <laughs> it's not likely I climb Mount Everest, but it's you're not gonna tell me it's impossible right. because I could start working now and I can maybe end up climbing Mount Everest. So I didn't allow my kids to say I can't. Right. And I've seen other kids in my house say I can't. And my kids look at them and my kids roll their eyes like, oh, here it comes. Here comes dad saying, here I come. Yes, you can. So that's been very important to me. Now, is I don't know if that's preached enough in society. Do you feel yeah. that? I feel that because, um, like you said, it's ex an excuse. You can do anything you want mm -hmm. as long as you want it and Correct. you work hard at it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want it as bad. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it's that laziness too, right? Well, that word laziness, okay, is is huge in everything that's happening in in this yeah. world. I, I use a lot of people in this in this in the dignitary tea and kava house as examples. There's so many excuses, okay. Mm -hmm. There's so many excuses of why things aren't happening when the answer is you ain't putting it in. You're not putting in the work, okay? Sure. If you're not in good shape, that means you're not working out hard enough. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting good enough grades, it means you're not studying hard enough. If you're not strong, that means you're not lifting weights. And then, and there's no other ways around all this stuff. And like you said, there's everybody has a ceiling and everybody has a floor, but nobody's near their ceiling, okay? No. And every, nobody really even knows what your ceiling is until you, you know, like, that, that uh, Goggins guy? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, David Goggins, David Goggins. like, I, I see I, I see a lot of his preaching, and I like 98% of all the things that he says. Like, dude finished a marathon with, all, like, every bone in his foot broken, okay? So you're sitting on your couch, able-bodied, and you you're not doing anything. So how much limits are you pushing? So you shouldn't allow yourself to say, I can't do anything because you can. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think that we put our own limitations on ourselves. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you look at someone like him and you're, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I'm not putting the effort in. Well, I think he's a little crazy he's too. He's crazy though. Yeah, he's, no, no, he's crazy. No, no, he's crazy. But he'll tell him. you he's crazy yeah. because you know, I couldn't imagine being David Goggins' significant other, okay? Because oh every day he gets up in the morning and he eats the same thing and he does the same thing and he does this and he goes and runs and he goes and lifts and goes this. And I, I heard him say, I stretch two hours every night. I'm thinking... Those are two hours you're not spending with your significant other. Right. Like how many, How you have to sleep eventually. Something's lacking there. <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. I mean, you're, you're going to be his girlfriend, but yeah. I think you. I think the sex is going to have to be scheduled. <laughs> I mean, I think sex is probably scheduled, you know, within his, you know, After I calendar. Hours, yeah, I stretch for two hours. I get sex for 17 minutes right here. <laughs> then I have a shower. Then I do Pilates and blah, 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 like that. So... I don't know how easy it's going to be to uh, um, to be his to be his people. Yeah, it'd be now, too hard. I, I say this: there's um, there's a very thin line between greatness and insanity. Mm -hmm. Okay, because if you listen to Goggins or uh, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or all these great, even Larry Bird, something like that, they're off. Yeah, and off. they're off, and nobody around them understands them. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with being special. Yeah. If people do not understand you. So if people don't understand you, sometimes that's good. I tell that to people all the time. You know, if you're too normal, that means that you did me wrong. <laughs> that, then you're just blending in with everything. That's right. You can be a little crazy. <laughs> but if everybody's looking at you and questioning everything that you're doing, yeah. that's the way all greatness starts. Yes. So, so, you know, don't be scared to to be different. And I, 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 as everybody that I listen to, I think Rick Rubin is the number one guy. He's a record producer, mm -hmm. old guy with the, the old beard, and he's just an old school cat. He, what's funny is, like, he started hip hop almost, and the Beastie Boys and LL Cool J and all that kind of thing. And he's does, he's not even trained. Like, he's never. He said he can't play an instrument. Wow. He can't read music. He's never been trained. He just knows what sounds good. And I think I try to use that kind of mm -hmm. mentality to where, you know, whatever I've done throughout my life, uh, like I do radio and different things like that, somebody said, you can't do that. And I was like, yes, watch me, watch me do it. And if nobody's done it before, then I'll do it first. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go from there. So is that something you're born with or is that something you could actually cre create? Because I know a lot of people that don't, they won't take chances. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I feel like I do that in therapy. Um, I think you have to take those chances because um, even if you're educated, you go to school, at the end of the day, whatever your profession is, whatever your, your skill is or your talent, you've got to just go with it. And you have to go with what feels right, too. And like in therapy, for example, I have to everybody's different. So I'm not going to ever go by the book. And mm -hmm. people have questioned how I do therapy. They're like, well, is that right? Is that I'm like, well, it works for this person. Correct. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. there's never a right or wrong answer. So are you born with it? I don't know. I think a little bit. I think you have to be a risk taker a little bit and not be that. I'm not saying to break rules, but don't follow everything so perfectly because sure. that's not how life works. Sure. If you want to be successful. You're going to have to bend a little. You're going to have to go with the flow, feel the energy, the vibes. Mm -hmm. um, that's what really works. Well, and if you if you want to be great at anything, yeah. you're not going to be able to read a book. No. 
and then do it by the book. No. That's never happened before. <laughs> like, say, like, uh, say yeah. as a singer, you read a book, this is how you sing, this is the tempo, you're going to sound like everybody else. That's true. It's the ones who sound different and do things outside the box, those are the ones who ultimately succeed. Yeah. So we're, we're both involved in an event that's coming up here. Uh, yeah. This is going to be aired probably uh, after the event, which is on Saturday. Uh, Canadelic, uh, I, I kind of was a big part of bringing Canadelic here. I went to Canadelic Miami oh, uh, and I saw Pete and uh, Nurse Colleen who I've had on my podcast before they were doing running around crazy and I said you need to have one of these in Tampa Wow! let me talk to my people from Creative Loafing so it's Catadelic Creative Loafing and Dignitary all putting together Catadelic so Summer yeah, it's kind of cool but it's, it's everything, uh, cannabis and also uh, psychedelics in this area. There's going to be a bunch of vendors. Um, it's just going to be a good feel. Now, I'm going to be part of a panel, I believe, cannabis and business, um, which cannabis is part of my business. And I believe you're going to be in a panel. Uh, cannabis and sex. Se cannabis and sex. Of course. Now, well, <laughs> everything has got a little, little sex in it. Now, they, they initially wanted you to do... What did you do? Uh, cannabis and psychedelics. And you, you, that's not... That's not your thing. Well, I was just honest with them. I said, um, the panel is going to be about that. And there's going to be other people, doctors that mm -hmm. are going to speak on it. But I was just honest and said, look, it's such a new topic in my field that yeah. I'm just not educated on it. You sure. know, I want to sit there and learn and yeah. hear about it. But um, yeah, so I'm going to focus more on cannabis. I understand that a little bit better. It's been around longer. Sure. I have more real life patients that have used it during sex. So mm -hmm. I could talk more about that. I was listening to some people, uh, Roger and JP, they were talking about it uh, such a sport on the sports station. Uh -huh. And they were talking about alcohol, okay? And they were saying how alcohol lowers a libido. And everybody, yes. they were disagreeing. And I was saying, no, 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 you're not listening to yourself. Yeah. Okay, it may lower your inhibitions mm -hmm. but once it comes to the dirty deed performance nope. it's not it's not the same <laughs> no. for anybody uh -uh. sensitivity is a lot lower yeah everything the mental part is lower it is a hundred percent a hundred percent now cannabis and sex and and that's something that i've indulged in quite a, listen i've done a lot of alcohol and sex too yeah but cannabis and sex to me elevates the whole thing and you, and just like cannabis you eat something you taste every bit of it or you listen to music you can hear the symbols in the back that's for for me sex or cannabis and anything kind of enlightens your senses Is, am i right with that yeah so i look at it as before during and after so think about before sex cannabis will calm you and maybe mm -hmm. if you have performance anxiety or you have a lot on your mind it'll calm those those inhibitions sure. right mm -hmm. during sex it'll help you be more in the moment right okay. and then after sex there's you know lubrication there's things that will help with inflammation especially for women that have menopause or sure. you know, issues that um, with pain so it can be used for the whole entire process of sex and okay. I think that's what's so cool about it now talk to me about menopause maybe we probably should have had this discussion years ago because I don't know if my wife was going through menopause I don't know Possibly if that's so. I don't know if that's something that a husband is even supposed to bring up now what happens during menopause and, and what's, what's the results from it? Because like I said, I don't know if my wife wasn't going through it or I'm not blaming anything. Um, 
but that could have been that could have been a possibility. I don't know. Oh, she definitely was because there's premenopause and then menopause. So, premenopause are the years before you actually go into full blown menopause. Okay. Um, and you know what's happening to a woman's body is just crazy. You know, all the hormones are getting a little messed up. So she might feel a little moodier. She might feel her low libido, mm-hmm. dryness, um, inflammation because the lining of the vagina starts getting thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so sex can be a little more painful. Um, after sex can you know just feel uncomfortable afterwards so um i think that's so interesting you brought that because you're right do men even talk to their wives about this that's i don't so, know i don't even know what to bring up what to, what to bring up yeah but i mean how do you hey honey um <laughs> uh you think you're going through menopause i don't know if that's a good approach i know i know well i definitely <laughs> think that it's something that you know you're the wife should tell her husband, like, I think I'm going, you know, you're, OB, you're when you go to your doctor's appointment, they yeah. would tell you, okay, you're going through menopause. So maybe it's more the, the woman that needs to bring that up. Yeah, but that doesn't always work out that way. I know. You know, because a woman or anybody doesn't want to admit they're ashamed. They're off. I know. They don't want. They don't want to admit that. No they way. Take the shame off of it somehow. And then, it, say you are going through menopause and something does happen with the marriage, you, you don't want to say like it's my fault. You right. know what I mean? That's just yeah. that's just that's just human nature. And it's sad because there's so many treatments. Um, I mean, hormonal treatments, of course, but just like we were talking about with the the lubricants and even with CBD and THC, mm. there's all these new products. Because I was researching all this stuff before Saturday, okay. I'm like, I need to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know? no doubt. But there's a bunch of cool products products that women can use after to help with the inflammation, to help with the pain. So there's all these solutions now that there's no need to be ashamed. It shouldn't be this topic of like, ew, menopause, like gross. Yeah, it's no like, doubt. She's like, okay, you know what? I'm a female. And honestly, women can start going through menopause as early as 40, wow. early 40s. So yeah. that's young. No doubt. So there shouldn't be any shame over that. Agreed. And uh, listen, in this day and age of um, just social media in general and all the stuff that's out there. Yes. We shouldn't be scared to talk about anything. No. We really, we really shouldn't. Yeah. Like nothing should be taboo to talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. We should talk about everything all the time. Yes. And the more knowledge, the better. Yeah. Because what we found out, and as I'm finding out as I get older, um, a lot of the knowledge that I've absorbed is BS. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of the <laughs> stuff that the government's been telling us about mm-hmm. nutrition is bullshit all right and a lot of a lot of that stuff was bought by money and driven by money and that's what it's still it's still getting driven by money you know pharmaceuticals their pharmaceuticals (laughs) are also driving our kids to mcdonald's you think that's good for our kids okay you you think it's good for the kids okay because look in the mcdonald's and the stuff that's in that stuff i'm just stop feeding your kids adderall that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) that too i mean other countries there's not this ADHD and all this different yeah. stuff because their kids aren't going through all this chemical bull crap. You know, and it's, instead of getting that can of uh, of green beans off the shelf that you have to open up with a can opener that's full of formaldehyde mm-hmm. that 10 years from now is still going to be... They actually went and picked beans. I they know. picked beans and they cooked them and that was a whole lot better than that crap that we're feeding our kids because just look at the statistics. Yeah. The statistics are... What I mean, terrible, cancer, I mean, uh, uh, strokes, everything. We had a boy at plant that just died from a stroke the other day, football player. Okay, but I'm 50, I'm 50, I'm going to be 56 years old. 
so many things are happening today that I never heard of before. I never heard of a peanut allergy till 15 years ago. Nobody had a peanut allergy when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Yeah, what's going on? Nobody had ADHD. Nobody, kids weren't getting cancer. And there's so much there's there's drug there's sex trafficking and there's so much crazy stuff happening in our world i don't even know what i don't know what to do anymore because you feel kind of helpless because there's crazy shit going on so right now what do now. we do we close our eyes because we can't do anything but then mm. it's also so what yeah what do we do it's well that's a good question yeah that's a good question but um i think just try to get involved and see <sighs> I, I don't know well i i guess and listen as i get older i certainly become more cynical Certainly, and it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of stuff that's happened in this country in the last little while that there's just a lot of money covering it up, yeah. and it just continues to happen. Whether it's in the church or like, look up, like I, I was in sports radio. Look up Larry Nasser and that oh, guy, yeah. the guy from Michigan State. Okay, you know how many girls he touched? Oh. They literally were just bringing him young girls on a train. He touched so many young girls. And the FBI investigated it, and listen to me closely, they didn't talk to one of the girls. Jerry Sandusky at Penn State, he was dry humping little boys behind the, 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 the bleachers. He was checking in with little boys in the hotel one mile from his house. I had a client that was part of that. It was, yeah. They said the janitors knew what was going on. He, that one, uh, uh, the, the one coach that had a uh, Irish name, I kept Mackle something. Oh, I know who you're talking he about. He caught him wow. sodomizing a boy in the shower oh, God. and went to, to Joe Paterno. And then two years that. after that, Jerry Sandusky was on a plane to Tampa with a little boy that wasn't his. I mean, you, come on now. If there's a 1% chance you touch the little boy, mm -hmm. you got to string it by your nuts. Exactly. Forget about just letting him walk around still touch other people's kids. Oh. I just don't understand that. I mean, but there's so much sex trafficking now, and everybody's saying, like, oh, that's a Hollywood thing. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I hope it's not, but I, just, I don't know if it's not. Yeah. Because I, you see interviews. I saw an interview with uh, with Corey Feldman and uh, Barbara Walters, and Corey Feldman goes, "Listen, a lot of these people who touch little boys are still out there." And Barbara Walters is like, "You're going to ruin the whole industry. Who gives a crap about the industry? How about worrying about the young kids? Yeah, it's about the young kids to me. I don't care about anything else. That's definitely going on in Hollywood. There's it's no, there's no, of Hollywood too. there's no. I don't think it's just Hollywood. No, and I think when you talk about if you listen, if you listen. A lot of the laws that are being applied, a lot of them pushing towards being able to touch little kids. Oh, that's sick. And I, I just don't know how that happens. Out of everything in this world, you know, the whole racial inequality and the whole, that's that's going to get wonky forever. Yeah. There shouldn't be two sides to abusing no. children. And there is. There's this whole, like, organization that allows... Uh, Correct. Called, I couldn't believe NAMBLA. it. Nambla. Oh, God. Nambla. Yes. How can it be an organization? Okay, I, I understand the whole the freedom and all that crap, no, but no let's not, that's not freedom to me. I, I don't understand. There's no two sides there. Well, I mean, I just heard that... You remember the, uh, the Predator show there with... Uh, that one guy, he was catching everybody, uh, uh, trying to get little boys. I can't remember what oh, it is right now. Oh, yes. 
Chris, the Chris yes, Hansen yes, show. Yes, That's yes, right. Yes. I heard that the reason why it's not on is because they caught a state representative. Wow. They, they caught a state representative and they didn't put it out. That's crazy. So they're trying to cover all this crap up. Man, right. I tell you what. I mean, it's easy to say we live in the best country in the world, but if it's if this best country in the world is allowing that stuff to go on, I, I mean, I'm... Then that's not the best country that, in the world. Thank you. That's not the that's not the best country in the world. So with with Canadella coming up and you being yeah. part of that of that panel, um, that's kind of new to you, cannabis and and sex, correct? Yes. And I told him that that all of this is new to me. Just so you know, okay, that's good. To know. I mean, I'm going by what I've what I've been reading up on yes. lately, and just by real case studies, okay. I can talk about that. Um, but it is really interesting because I deal obviously with sex problems all the time, and you know, I really want to hear more, get more research on does does, uh, does cannabis really help your sex life? You know, of course, I think everything in doses. Because don't you think I could also do the opposite? said if you get two stones then you can't <laughs> uh i don't know about Maybe that i mean <laughs> no but you but the, getting that stoned okay <laughs> you can fall asleep but if there's stimulation up you're not gonna fall asleep ah, if there's stimulation you if you're sitting there on a chair by yourself whatever <laughs> you're probably you're probably gonna fall asleep now the whole thing with with cannabis and i'm gonna say this just like i think alcohol is is an exception but like a lot of other things, if one person is doing it, it's not nearly as effective oh, right. as if two people are doing it. Yeah. If one person is high, it's not the same. It's not that the same. Sense. And I would say this with psychedelics as well. Yeah. If one person, if two people are on mushrooms and they're on the same wavelength, that's when the sex is going to be fantastic. Because can't you have a bad trip also? Oh, you could have a really bad trip. Yeah, that Absolutely. would be what I would be concerned with for sex. And well, you that. can take too much cannabis. You could ingest too much cannabis as well. Yeah. And in that situation, you ain't going to have no sex. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I've, I've been there where I had too much cannabis in me, and sex was the last <laughs> thing I was thinking about. So the key is the right dosage. <laughs> yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. But then again, if you're really blasted, I think the sex is still going to be pretty damn, <laughs> be pretty darn good. As long as both of you are blasted. <laughs> Correct. Now, with, with your with your new man, you guys uh, indulge together. Is it a together? Sex? No, not sex. Oh. I hope. I hope. Uh, with with, you the, do with the, the the THC part. No, no, I no, I haven't tried that yet. No, it's funny. One of my clients, because I was telling him about the the event on Saturday, they were like, "Well, you're gonna have to try it before Saturday." What you got tomorrow night? <laughs> you, tomorrow. You, can, you can mess around. Does does your does your man smoke? He does. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, but you, I'm not a big smoker. You know, I remember mm, I tried it that one time. You don't have to be a big smoker. This, no, this, but I'm gonna have to try it tomorrow. Tomorrow, chill a little bit, take a couple puffs, <laughs> go out there and do a little something. You know, put on your uh, your red pump. Oh yeah, and you be ready. You'd be that's re all that. That's all he needs. You be ready to be ready, <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it's quick enough as it is with us guys. You know, we're trying not. Oh my god, it's so funny as uh, all you women uh, think that we need all this extra stimulation. No less. It's so true. Less, less, stim less stimulation. All I have to tell him is like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm ready. He's like, oh, no, yeah. no, it's too much talking. <laughs> no, just you know, it's too much. Too much. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I just go like this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, I, I've always said that a woman has to be 100 percent in the moment. Like she can't, yes. be, she can't be outside the moment for not one second. And a guy has to be 100 percent outside the moment. Out the moment. Because yes. once you're in the moment, then it's you know, and it's you're it's, thinking too hard. It's the beginning of the end. Yes. If if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I tell him. And don't think too hard. Just 
enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, that's really hard while it's happening, though. I know. It's really, really or hard. have, like, a fantasy. Think of something. Uh, a fantasy. Well, if you're thinking of a fantasy, then you're making, you're bringing in more stimulation. Oh. And you might be speeding the whole thing up. I tell you, I, I think I've said this before. Fast. I literally used to think of my football plays. <laughs> I used to think, okay, in this defense, what I'd be doing. So I'd be thinking about no. others. 100%. Really? Most guys do things to think about something oh. other than what's happening. That's the first sign someone told me that. I, I, I I've heard other people say, not football players, but they're what? like, I think of other things, whether it be stock market or whatever, something like that. You okay. know what I mean? That makes sense. So you guys can think about your uh, fantasy football team or whatever. Or whatever <laughs> well, he loves football. So. When you do well, that's good. You think a little <laughs> sexy time. and uh, But whatever you do, don't think of where you're parked. Okay, okay. You think about where you're parked, you're in big, big, <laughs> big, big, big trouble. Anyways, uh, Dr. Gina, first of all, congratulations. Thank good you. Good for you. Um, hopefully this is a long-lasting one yes, and the last one. And uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with you and needs a little therapy, how do they get in contact with um, you? Instagram, Dr. Gina Love. Perfect, and uh, we'll hopefully see you guys over there at Canadelic, the Dignitary Tea at Kava House is going to have a, a booth over there. And if anybody ever wants to hit me up, it's uh, Ian underscore Beckles. I'm mostly uh, an Instagram person, but uh, Dignitaries on Facebook and Twitter and the, and, the, and the whole nine yards. So hopefully everybody gets stays sane this week, and uh, we'll be doing these on a more consistent basis. And uh, it's kind of therapy for us, too. Right. There you go. So, there you go. Everybody have a wonderful week and please stay sane. Peace out.